Well, I invite you to take your Bibles and turn with me to John chapter 7. John chapter 7. This morning, we're going to be laying out one of the last fundamental elements that we need to understand for the discourse here in John chapter 7. Here, we are approaching, and you may remember a couple weeks ago, where uh, I asked you to turn to John chapter 7, and just as you're turning, and and you remember me holding my Bible up, reminding you or or showing you that from John chapter 7 verse 14 to John chapter 10 verse 21, this was all taking place in one discourse, one teaching, right? John chapter 7 verse 14, uh, it explains it's about the middle of the feast, And we know that the feast from Sabbath to Sabbath was about eight days. So about day number four, Jesus goes up to the temple and teaches. So for four days, we have three chapters of Jesus' teaching doctrine. The the Jewish rulers, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Jewish people sitting underneath Jesus' teaching. I almost have myself picturing it's like a four-day doctrinal conference with Jesus as the preacher. Can you imagine that? (laughs) but really when it comes down to it's a very serious time we know this is seven months before calvary jesus had been preaching for three years this was a serious time israel was running out of time to respond to the doctrines of god and that's that's the topic we're going to be looking at this morning the doctrines of god Um, verse 16 of john chapter 7 jesus answered and said to them my Doctrine is not mine, but His who sent me. And that's a, that's a topic that the church needs to understand. And, and that's a, a touchy top, topic because um, in a lot of places, we've kind of got away. We've got away from the, the reverence, the awe, the, the, the need. And, and that's what we're going to be looking at this morning, the topic of doctrine. We better uh, begin in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we do thank you for this time. Lord, we thank you um, for the online. We thank you for the the ability just to open your your sacred scriptures. Open your teachings. Open your commandments. Open your doctrine. And have the Spirit illuminate these truths to us. Lord, I pray that we would be in a place to listen. We would understand just how serious this is. Because we're not guaranteed an endless amount of time. Lord, these truths are for today. These truths are, are what we build our lives on. These truths are, are what saves people from hell. I just pray that we would have that reverence for your doctrine this morning. Be with me as I, I speak and I teach through this, Lord. I pray that you would move in our hearts. And I just pray these things in your precious name. Amen. Well, we're going to be looking at the topic of doctrine, God's doctrine this morning. And if there was ever a a topic more debated, it's this. I mean, there's never a topic that that you can consider that's more um, accepted or rejected. I mean, the the topic of doctrine is, is a hot topic. Countries rise and fall on whether they accept or they reject doctrine, right? Churches rise and fall on their stand of doctrine, whether they accept this is God's Word, right? This is the, it comes from the authority of God. Churches rise and fall. Families rise and fall on whether they accept or they reject God's doctrine. <laughs> we hold God's doctrine in our hands. We handle it. And I'm sorry, if we were honest, we handle this casually, right? We hear it. We hear the messages. We hear it expounded, right? And, 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 And the doctrine has been given to us to learn about Himself, but also for us to find our place in his, his plan, our place in His will, right? And, and it, it's something very, very serious, very serious to consider. Let's just begin in, as we read it, we'll begin reading in verse 10 here. But I want to capture that. As Jesus explains that the doctrine that He's teaching to these people there, there is a seriousness that needs to come before these people. 
John chapter 7, beginning in verse 10, we'll step into this. Verse number 10 says, But when his brothers had gone up, then he also went up to the feast, not openly, but as it were, in secret. Then the Jews, we know it's the leaders, sought him at the feast and said, Where is he? And there was much complaining among the people concerning him. Some said he is good. Others said no. On the contrary, he deceives the people. However, no one spoke openly of him for fear of the Jews. There was a fear to respond to Christ and his message. Now about the middle of the feast, Jesus went up to the temple and taught. What did he teach? We see this in verse 16. And the Jews marveled, saying, How does this man know letters, having never studied? Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his who sent me. If anyone wills to do his will, if anyone wills to do God's will, if anyone is truly seeking God here, if anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority. We remember in Deuteronomy 18, right there, if the, if the individuals listening to the prophet to come there, if they had questions in their heart, they were given protocol. They would know. If they were truly seeking God, they would know who the, the message was coming from. Verse 18, he who speaks from himself seeks his own glory. But he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. Doctrine, doctrine. You may have noticed in the last couple studies of John 3, John 4, 5, and 6 there, we cover the details and then we take a running start at it. And doctrine is the last foundational element we need to look at in order to properly understand this text of Scripture. Verse 14 says, Jesus, now about the middle of the feast, Jesus went up to the temple and taught. What did he teach? Well, verse 16 is very clear here. He taught, not my doctrine, but his who sent me. He went up to the temple and taught God's doctrine. Right? Doctrine in the Greek simply means instruction. It means God's teaching. It means it's God's commandments. All right, and from there, we're going to have our study this morning. Jesus went up to teach God's doctrine. And when you let that settle in on your, your mind and your heart, you start realizing that it wasn't just Jesus that was being rejected here. It was God's instructions that was being challenged. It was God's commands. Right, right from Mount Sinai, the wilderness where Deuteronomy chapter 18 is being given, and right to the temple, it's God's doctrine that was being challenged. It's God's doctrine that was being pressured and pressed against. It was God's doctrine that He has given Himself that was being rejected. As Jesus goes up to the temple... He was going to straighten some things out. And we looked at this last week. Israel and God's people had to understand three things. Number one was that God is authority. Right? As, as Rome ruled the empire there and, and, and as the, the politics of the Sanhedrin and as the fear of the people, they had to remember that God is the authority. The people of Israel had to remember that all authority had been given to the Son. Right? We know that it would pass on to the Son. We know that uh, Jesus there is, is, is governing the Messiah, the Holy Anointed, the, the Holy One of God had come. And we know that they had to understand that the Word of God was authority. The Word of God is authority. We today have to understand those three things. God is authority. Not the world, not the, not the government, not the fear of the people. God is authority. All authority has been given to the Son. We know that one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. 1 Corinthians 15 tells us that at the end of the millennial kingdom, Jesus will give that perfected kingdom back to his Father. We today have to understand that the Word of God, God's doctrines, 
Even as Jesus spoke before the people in the temple, so the word of God speaks to us today. This is authority. God's doctrine is authority. No culture, no generation, no, <laughs> no community is going to find any kind of rest, any kind of stability, any kind of peace until they recognize that. Can't help but thinking of, of challenging, challenging the listener. Don't go. Don't follow where the world is heading. Don't, don't follow suit. Don't join that parade. Come back to the church. Come back to the church that holds the authority of God, the authority of the Son, and the whole authority of the Word. Jesus went up to the temple. He went up to deliver God's instructions. He went up to deliver God's commands. <laughs> and with that, um, Edward will be putting up the outline. We step into point number one. Whenever we consider God's doctrine, doctrine always comes with a commission. Doctrine always comes with a commission. It doesn't matter where you are as you come into church there. It's never meant just for the individual. As you come in underneath the teaching of the Word, whether it's your pastor or a Bible study or a sermon or, or just even your devotion, as you come in underneath the teaching of the Word, it's never meant just for you. Right? When you think of the, the intentions of Jesus going up, it wasn't just for, for an individual purpose. I want you to think with me how the commission of Christ is actually supposed to work. Right? We know Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20 says, Go therefore and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. They were commanded to go and teach doctrine make disciples as jesus went up to the temple it wasn't just for the individual doctrine that the giving of doctrine comes with a commission this whole commission as it comes to doctrine you learn it you need to learn what you believe and as you learn and you spend time and you study and, and, and you work with these Bible studies, you become to that place where you know what you believe. You know the doctrine of God. And then that changes how you live. But unfortunately, many of us believers and the Jews are in the same place. They, they, they fail at that next step, and that is to teach God's doctrine. Teach it to others. To make disciples to move past that i know for me and, and pass these truths along common sense this morning tells us that jesus could not reach the two million jews at the feast all by himself i mean i i don't i don't see youtube at that time and all the different things for listeners and every facebook post you get and it doesn't matter how many shares common sense tells us that Jesus couldn't reach the two million Jews at that feast. But he could reach the couple hundred in the temple. And he could reach the couple hundred or, or even a couple thousand that would have attended listening to God's doctrine. He could reach them. And the intent of God's doctrine being preached and taught was for them to take it back to their families. Doctrine, taking the doctrine back to the homes, back to the booze that they were staying in, back to the fellowship that they were participating in. Doctrine came with that commission. It's never just meant for you, right? It's meant for you to learn. It's meant for you to know so you know what you believe. It's meant to change how you live, but it is given specifically for you to teach. You remove any of these commission parts if you come to that place where you're not interested in learning, if you, if you don't really see the relevance of knowing what you believe from God's Word, from God's doctrine, if, if you you're feel like you're okay living and teaching isn't even on your agenda, that's not what I'm gifted in. If any of those components fail, we see in the churches the commission, taking the gospel, taking these doctrines out to the community. We see the commission thrown out the window, and we see... The doctrines of God, just discarded, not needed. And when you see the commission 
discarded, when you see the doctrines thrown out the window, you find people who think shaking hands, giving out cards, calendars, and doing car washes. You find people thinking that is the commission. You find people thinking that that is what is going to teach their children God's doctrine. Folks, this morning, doctrine comes with a commission. You don't make disciples. You don't. Think of the logistics of it. You don't make disciples. Doctrine makes disciples. Right? We take the doctrine, God's doctrine, God's instruction, God's commands, we take that. It is God's doctrine that makes disciples. This is what our nation needs right now. This is what our broken families need. Right? This, is, this is what sorts things out. This is the instructions God has given us to be living, pleasing before Him. That They need doctrine. This is what changes lives. I asked two questions this week. Not easy questions. Are we a church that is taking God's doctrine into our homes? Are we a church that's taking God's doctrine into our community? Are we a church that's taking God's doctrine into these counseling broken situations that we find ourselves surrounded in? Are we a church that's doing that? The second question I ask is, are we a church that can Are we a church that can take God's doctrines into the needs of the world, the needs of the community, into the needs that desperately need us to reach into with God's doctrine? Doctrine comes with a commission. Doctrine comes with a commission. Doctrine is priority. As we see Jesus going up to the temple, he went up to the temple and taught. He, he gets first things first. He, he goes up to the temple and he teaches. Doctrine is priority. And that's not just something that the, 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 the men and women of old hold by. Doctrine is priority. God's commands, God's instructions. The Word of God is priority. Not music. Right? Not, the, not the programs. Not the fellowship afterwards. God's doctrine is priority. When we think of that and we work through that, verses 14 to 18 is our church model. It's our ministry model. Placing the doctrine. Placing discipleship. Teaching them the doctrines of God. God's instructions. God's commands. So where does Jesus begin? He enters the temple. right? And I thought to myself, Jesus begins with the same message he's been preaching for three years. The same message. Jesus didn't change for the times. Jesus didn't change with an attractional model. Jesus went up and taught God's doctrine. Doctrine is the beginning. Right? Look at the pages of Scripture here. Even as Jesus is preaching and teaching, these people aren't even saved. These people are lost. They don't even believe. They're caught up in religion. And Jesus is giving them God's doctrine. Doctrine is the beginning. Doctrine is the duration. Without the Word of God, there is no spiritual growth in your life. Without the Word of God, there is no maturing in your faith. If you're not reading this book, you're staying the same, if not going backwards. Without the doctrines of God, there is no sanctifying. Without the doctrines of God, you are unable to separate from the world. That could quite possibly explain a lot of different situations we find ourselves watching today. God's doctrine is the beginning, the full counsel, the mind of God, God's standard, God's instruction, God's commands. It's the beginning. It's where we start. It's the duration. It's the final foundation of a believer's life. It is the doctrines of God. And as Jesus read, verse 16, My doctrine is not mine, but His who sent me. As Jesus read, as He taught, as He explained, as He expounded God's doctrine, it came with the, you need to know this. You need to know what God has commanded you. You need to know God's instructions. And with that, we've got to go back to Deuteronomy chapter 18, just real quickly. Deuteronomy chapter 18. 18. 
given in the, the wilderness just prior to entering the promised land. All right? They get a second chance here. Right? And verse 18 says this, I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren. Right? Capital P, prophet. We know it's speaking to the coming Messiah. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren and will put my words in his mouth. I will put my doctrine in his mouth. My instructions, my commands, my teachings. I will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak to them. And if you mark your Bibles, I want you to mark underneath there. All. He shall speak to them all that I command him. Jesus was speaking the full counsel of God. Jesus was speaking the doctrine, God's doctrine. And it shall be that whoever will not hear my words, which he speaks in my name, I will require it of him. Doctrine is priority. Doctrine comes with listener requirements. Listener requirements. Even as Jesus sets the scroll down from wherever he's reading, Right? His part's done as he's taught, he's instructed, he's delivered God's doctrine. Now it's time for a response. Doctrine comes with listener requirements. Verse 19 of Deuteronomy chapter 18. And it shall be that whoever will not hear my words. Whose words? God's words. God's doctrine. Catch the application for today. Whoever, it shall be that whoever will not hear my words, my doctrine, which he speaks in my name, God's name, I will require it of him. If you do not take his doctrine, his words seriously, if you do not take his instructions, his commands, if you are not earnest in learning and knowing and living and teaching, if you don't take this seriously, then you will be found guilty. You will be found judged for this. You will be found in rebellion. It will be required of you. That is pretty serious. Doctrine comes with listener requirements. As Jesus says this statement to them, my doctrine, what I'm teaching to you, is not mine, but His who sent me. He's saying, I'm speaking all of what God is commanding me to say, and there is a required response from you. There's a requirement from the listener. With no response, you'll be found guilty in rebellion, sin, separated, and you will be judged for not taking and responding to this. They needed to respond. There needed to be a spiritual response. There was a demand in their spiritual lives to respond to the doctrines that they were receiving, to what Jesus was teaching. These are the instructions of God. But you follow this discourse in John chapter 7, and clearly, God's doctrine, God's doctrine was not priority for Israel. Clearly, they, they, they were not concerned. They were not serious about God's Word because they didn't obey the instructions. They would not listen. They were not concerned about what was being taught. They had their religion. They had their practice. They had the things they were comfortable in. They had the things that they did repeatedly. Doctrine was not priority for Israel. Is doctrine priority for our church this morning? I mean, I've, I've had a, a really intense week, and, and you can talk to Edward about this. I mean, it, 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 it's been consuming and wrestling, and it's been, it's been high points and low points for me. Are we a church that holds to doctrine priority? That we listen, we take this seriously. We understand the, 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 the importance of learning this so that we know what we believe. And as we learn it and know it, Right? And this is for everyone. As we learn it and we know it, then we live it. And as we're living it, we understand the importance, the mandate, the commission we've been given to teach it. 
to, to find ourselves teaching God's doctrine, not just ideas, not just living the testimony, teaching the doctrines of God to our children, participating in the ministry so we can take the doctrines of God to the, the community? Are we a church that holds the doctrinal priority? I can expand this because I'm online. Is your home churches, do they hold to doctrine being priority? As you travel this great province of New Brunswick, different churches, folks, glazed eyes, shut eyes. The, the, the church clock word, I, I, I call it there, is they're looking and, and seeing how close we are to 12 o'clock. They are good indicators on, on doctrinal priority in the church where they hold doctrine in standing. But then again, so are struggling Bible studies. Right? Struggling Bible studies and empty prayer meetings are good indicators on how important that Word of God is, the importance of learning so that you know, so that you're living as God commands you to, as God instructs you to, and so that you can teach others. God's doctrine must must be priority. His doctrine. His doctrine. God's doctrine demands action. I asked myself the question this week, and again, I'm in the habit of asking myself lots of questions, right? As Jesus is saying, my doctrine is not my own, but His who sent me. I asked the question, why do people sit up a little straighter when certain people take the pulpit? Right? As, as certain people, guest speakers come in, why do people sit up a little straighter? Why is that? Is it because all of a sudden they realize that, that God's doctrine demands action and sitting up there is showing a good showing for that? Jesus tells us He is teaching God's doctrine. Not His own, but His who sent me. He's teaching God's instructions, which means you listen as the Word of God is opened. Right? And can you picture him teaching in the temple? He's he, the perfect preacher, the perfect teacher, with all authority, full of grace and truth. Can you picture this? Preaching doctrine. And he's saying these are God's words. You need to listen. That's not optional. This is God's words. You, you need to act. You listen, and then there's an action required. That's a non-negotiable. Think the logistics the Gospel of John. Gospel of John is the doctrines of the believer. This is the, the theology of the Christian right here. And I've said that a number of times. You want to know what you believe, you dig into this, and, and, and you, just, you just go deeper and deeper and deeper. This is the doctrines of God for the Christian. These are the doctrines of God for the church. Think with me. This Word of God does not change. The Gospel of John and the other Gospels in the New Testament as a whole and the Old Testament, it holds the doctrines of God that the church was built on 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago, it was built on these same, same truths. Folks, think with me. These instructions that we have, this doctrine, is what led church, pardon me, is what led churches, what led Christians through the Colosseums. The doctrines in the, in the Word of God. It's what led people as they were being crucified by the Romans. It's what led the church in and through all the, the persecutions that we saw. It was the doctrines of God found that you hold in your hands. Doctrine demands action. The church, the body of Christ, is supposed to be taking these doctrines supposed to be learning, supposed to be so that we know, supposed to live so that we can teach. We're supposed to be taking these doctrines and storming the gates of Hades. Not on our own, but we're supposed to be storming the gates of Hades with the doctrines of God. <laughs> Let that resonate with you. Think of myself. The state of the church. Is that taking place? thought come to me there in the quiet moments of this week. Why is it that we get so excited and cry out for the, the Ravi Zacharias's? And, and in my heart breaks that that man is, is, is getting ready to see his Savior. Right? But he has had such a powerful impact on people. Right? 
But why is it we get so excited about, and, and we cry out for the Ravi Zacharias's, and we cry out for the David Jeremiah's, and we, we, we're quick to turn to John MacArthur's? Why is it that we get excited about that when us as pastors and deacons are supposed to be doing the same thing? We're supposed to be learning the doctrine so that we know it, so we live it, and we can teach it. The believer is supposed to be doing the exact same thing with the doctrines of God. Doctrine demands action. Why? Why don't we see it? It's because we don't know what we believe. We don't know God's doctrines. You see in Israel's response in verse 15, how did this man know letters having never studied? You see, Israel had allowed education to remove their personal responsibility from knowing what's in the Word of God. It allowed education. That's for the scholars. That's for the priests. That's for the preachers. I'm not, I'm not a student of the Word. <laughs> we all have a responsibility. We are watching today as churches function in the world who are not armed with the doctrines of God. We are watching today churches who do not know the doctrines of God. We are watching today churches that are okay not knowing the doctrines of God. Folks, that's going to be required of us. That's going to, we are going to be judged on how serious we take learning the doctrine of God. How serious we take so we know, so that we're, we're, we're living it, so that we're teaching it. We're going to be judged like that. Let's be honest with ourselves this morning, and I'll ask you the question. Do you feel like you are part of Christ's church, biblically trained and confident? Do you feel like you are biblically trained and confident this morning? Are you part of, and your, your local church are you part of a church that's trained, confronting, counterattacking, taking the spiritual battle to the world in offense this morning? Are you part of that? The answer is we don't because we can't. We don't because we can't. Doctrine demands action. Doctrine comes with a commission. Doctrine is priority. Doctrine demands action. Doctrine demands a response. Can you picture here Jesus taking the pulpit, right? He's just finished, right? And again, we went through the importance of doctrine, and, 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 and I almost, I, I want to make a funny here, his 30 minutes is up, Right? He's been very respectful with the time. He's been very respectful there with, with how much doctrine to place over. His 30 minutes is up. Jesus had been teaching the same message for three years to the same people in the same places with no change, with no response, with no spiritual revival. Look at verse 17. Even in following that statement that he's teaching God's doctrine, he, there's a charge, and I, I can only imagine how he said this. If anyone wills to do God's will, if anyone wills to do God's will, he shall know concerning the doctrine, the commands. Can you picture Jesus as he pauses in between verse 14 and 15. Right, he's done teaching. For, for us preachers, it's after in conclusion. The last in conclusion. Or with closing, it's after the last one. And maybe he's even prayed. And, and there's that pause. Sometimes it's awkward. Sometimes it's, it's silent. Jesus is done preaching the doctrine of God and the only response He gets out of the listeners is they're concerned about where He studied. They're concerned about who taught him what he knows. That is one of the most heartbreaking things for a preacher. God's doctrine, God's words, God's instruction, God's commands placed before the people, they're just words to them. They're just words, they're just letters. That is the most heartbreaking thing. Folks, when the Word of God becomes doctrine for the people of God, it always 
brings a response. If the the Word of God has become the doctrine of God, the counsel of God, the commands of God, if you are a believer seeking the will of God, it always demands a response, a spiritual response. It always demands a change because it's intended to change your mind, change your heart, change your life. If the Word of God is the doctrine of God, you will see it in the people of God. You know when you have been in a church that is strong and solid on doctrinal truth. They, it's, there is nothing like it in the world. You know as you gather worship and prayer and you're in that place, but you know as the Word of God is open, the pens, the papers come out and the Bibles are open. You know if you're in a doctrinally solid church. You know, if the the Word of God becomes doctrine because you see it in the people of God, you know because you're talking about the sermon following. The Word of God has become the doctrine of God. You see it in the people of God. Doctrine demands a response. Doctrine, God's instructions to obey, instructions to live, it changes lives. I mean, again, I, I should sit down and just record my testimony right? This changed my life. God's doctrines, His instructions, His commands took me out of the gutter and changed my life. God's doctrine changes lives. It changes generations. You can tell how serious a parent is about doctrine and where its priority is and its action. You can tell a parent's doctrine by how their children live. Right? And I know children make their own decisions and, and they're responsible for that. I understand all that. But you can tell how serious a parent is about their doctrine by the way their children live. And I'm not talking about these little ones. Doctrine changes lives. It changes generations. It changes churches. A biblically mature church is solid on doctrine. Unmovable on doctrine. A biblically mature church is solid. It says this is what God's Word says, and that settles it. They stand on doctrine. Divorce, this is what God says about it. Consuming alcohol, no, this is what God says about it. Homosexuality, this is what God says about it. This is God's standard. They are solid on doctrine. That is sin. That is of the world. That is of Satan. This is what God's standard is. Doctrine changes churches Doctrine changes ministries. You imagine, and I mean, it, it only makes sense. If you see this as doctrine, you're going to be found obeying it and participating in the things of the local church, in the ministries, in the outreach, in missions, right? A, obedience does wonders when you see that it's doctrine. I ask you this morning, take a second to examine your life and your attitude towards the Word of God. Do you see this as words or doctrine? Examine yourself. Ask yourself that question. Because you know better than anyone. You know. And the easiest illustration I can give this morning, and it may be, again, a little harsh, but if you do not have a Bible open in front of you right now, watching listening to doctrine, reading through these verses, understanding that it is God's teaching, God's commands that you are reading right now. If you don't have a Bible open in front of you right now, you have come for entertainment. You have come for entertainment, not to learn, not to listen, not to, not to let this soak in, not for God to speak, not for you to respond. You've come for entertainment. God's doctrine demands a response demands a response. This one really floored me, and I'll kick it up a notch here. Doctrine brings consequence. There is no such thing as being casual. There is no such thing as being neutral. God's doctrine brings consequence. After God has spoken, the line has been drawn. I mean, the whole John has given us this book, and these things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in His name. You need to believe. God's doctrine is an ultimatum. It's not 
optional. As you read these truths, as you read these commands, as you see this example, this is not optional. There is a price for rejection. Listen closely this morning. There is a price for rejection. Forty years after John chapter 7, Okay, and this is just some history, okay? But this is, there's a price for rejecting. After Jesus has clearly stated, and, and we're going to see this in the rest of John chapter 7, that the line has been drawn and there's a price for rejecting. There's a price for rejecting. Forty years after Jesus uh, says this statement here, my doctrine is not mine, but His who sent me. You need to listen. There needs to be an action. You need to respond. God is speaking here. Forty years after this statement is made, there would be no Jerusalem. Forty years after this statement is made, there would be no temple. (laughs) The place where Jesus stood would be a pile of rubble. There would be no worship. Forty years from Jesus making this statement, my doctrine is not mine. It's from Him who sent me. You need to listen to this. Forty years from this point, over half a million Jews would be slaughtered for rejecting God's commands. That's a pretty high death count for rejecting God and His commands. pretty high death count for rejecting Christ. And please recognize the eternity of that is hell. Half a million rejecting the gospel of Christ. God's plan. Them, Them believing that He is the Son of God, that He had come to pay the price for their sins, that they were separated, that they needed to believe Believe He was going to die for them. Believe that He had come to save them. Believe that He had come to give them spiritual life. There's a price. Doctrine brings consequences. One more further historic fact, and this should hammer it home. Forty years after Jesus states this, my doctrine is not my own, but His who sent me, you need to listen. A hundred years. 100 years after Jesus makes this statement, right? John's writing in AD 95, so it's 40 years after John writes this, but 135 AD, 100 years after Jesus makes this statement, there's a battle called Bar Kokhba, where Romans, there's a rebellion, the Romans come in, half a million to a million Jews slaughtered. And my history history books explain to me that by the time they were finished with Jerusalem, it says the Romans plowed Jerusalem with oxen. There was nothing left. They rejected God's doctrine. That's a sobering fact. That's a sobering truth, sobering principle when we think of where we're standing as society because we are not concerned about the doctrines of God. We are not concerned about the commandments of God. Jesus is not speaking words. Jesus, for the rest of this discourse that we'll be looking at in the weeks to follow, that Jesus is not speaking words. He's giving instructions. He's giving God's teachings. He's giving God's commands. For three years, Jesus taught doctrine. For three years, He gave instructions. For three years, they were intended to change people to respond, spiritual reform, even with repetition, people were not listening. Even, even with, with, with the authority, people were showing indifference. John chapter 6, they walked away. Even with the, all the doctrines of God, there was still confusion. Some said He was good. On the contrary, He deceives people. They had to understand that as God spoke, there's a price for rejecting His message. Lastly, doctrine reveals truth. As he's saying, my doctrine is not mine, but His who sent me that pause. Doctrine, God's commands, God's instruction, reveals truth. It reveals what is really in your heart. Know this this morning. You are not allowed to stay neutral towards what's in this book. You are not allowed to stay ignorant to the doctrines of God. Whether you have a hard time reading or studying there, you're not allowed to use that as an excuse because you will be found guilty 
It will be required of you. You will be judged for it. The sermon is done. There's that pause. Now what? It's time to reveal what's in your heart. God has been speaking. God's doctrine has been presented. And in a typical, spiritually dead, spiritually dying and distracted fashion, we see that God's doctrine did not reach its destination. Jesus went up into the temple and taught, taught God's doctrine. It wasn't His. It was God's doctrine who sent Him. As He taught God's doctrine, there's that pause and we see the Jews marvel. How does this man know letters having never studied God's truth, God's commands, falling short on hardened hearts, distracted minds, people that aren't even concerned with, with, with the doctrine, the Word of God. And I asked myself or told myself, what? Really? They just received the doctrines of God and that's what they have to say. If you ever were looking for a spiritual thermometer as to where Israel was, this is it. Just listen to what the doctrine of God is revealing in their heart. It's not a spiritual truth. They're worried about the, the, the physical facts. Folks, the first words out of your mouth after a sermon reveal a lot about your spiritual condition before God. After the preacher is done, and I'm talking right when that screen goes blank after this message, the first words out of your mouth reveal a lot about your spiritual maturity level that you are functioning at. Your first words after spending time being instructed by God reveal a lot about what is taking place in your heart and who is leading your life. If the preacher, and I'll say if because there's a lot of, of different things going on, right? But if the preacher is preaching the Word of God, right? If he's, if he's preaching the Word of God, then understand this, it's God's doctrine. It's God's commands. It's God's instruction. It's God's teachings, right? Understand this, that he is preaching God's doctrine and it comes with a commission, it, 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 it demands, it, it needs to be priority. It demands action. It demands a response. It comes with a consequence if you choose not to listen. It comes with a listener requirement. If your preacher is preaching doctrine, if he's preaching the Word, he's preaching doctrine, it will reveal truths, the truths of your heart. Verse 17, Jesus says it this way. If anyone wills to do God's will. If anyone wills to do God's will. In a day and age there, I mean, it's one thing to listen. It's one thing to receive the message and feel good and say, oh, preacher, that was a great message. But it comes down to if anyone wills to do God's will, he will know concerning the doctrine. There is only one way to follow Christ. There's only one way to follow Him. As he, as he preaches, as He teaches, as He's given us His Word, the doctrine with all authority, there is only one way to follow Christ. And that is being seen. You will desire to understand God's Word. You will be found desiring to learn so that you can know, so that you can live, so that you can teach. If you are following Christ sincerely, you will desire to understand God's doctrine if you desire to do God's will. Secondly, there's only one way to follow Christ. You will know as you're reading the Scriptures, you're sitting underneath the preaching of the Word, you're sitting underneath the teaching of the Word, you will know that God the Father in heaven on His throne with all authority is giving you His commands. This is His commands, His doctrine. You will recognize that that is coming straight from the throne and is intended for you to listen and do, to act upon. 
And according to Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 19, if you are sincerely following Christ, you will be serious about learning doctrine. And you can tell that this grabbed me this week. Because it will be required of you. You're not allowed to stay neutral. And we see a lot of neutral. You're not allowed to stay ignorant. Oh, it's too much. You're not allowed to stay ignorant because it will be required of you. You will be judged for how serious you take God's doctrine. God will get, pardon me, God will require an account of what you know about Him. I'll say that one more time. When you stand face to face, and again with it, that's Deuteronomy 18, 19, and, and this has really been grabbing hold of me. It will be required of Him. When you stand face to face before your Savior, God will require an account of how serious you took His doctrine, and God will require an account of what you know about Him. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, that's heavy. Lord, that's, that's heavy, and I, I've, been, I've been meditating on that all week. Lord, I think of all the time, all the excuses, Lord, that I've had in my own life. Lord, I, I, I'll even label it a joke. A lot of my Christian walk was a joke. Lord, I, I just pray that you would instill a hunger, Lord, in my life to know more. Instill a hunger to be drawn into the depths of who you are, Lord, so that I, I'm found and seen uh, obeying, knowing what you command, knowing your will. Lord, I desire to do your will. Lord, help me to know. Help me to study. Help me to be diligent in that, to be found approved. And I also pray for the listeners this morning. I pray for my church family and those that are tuning in. Lord, I pray. We can't do this on our own. Lord, we surrender to that, Lord. I pray that we, we, we get back to the place where, where your doctrine is priority. That we are found as a Christian community moving and working in confidence. Lord, we are storming the gates of, of Hades with your truth. We are found making disciples. Lord, I pray that you instill a hunger and a, a fire in our hearts for that. Pray that we understand we don't do it alone. We have you, and we're supposed to be doing it as a church family. I pray you bring us to where we need to be. We thank you that it doesn't all happen at once, Lord, but we do, we do need to obey. And I pray even in light of all the different circumstances and the COVID and the change and even the new normal coming back, Lord, I pray that you would bring your people back together when it's safe. I pray that you bring them back together, not hungry just for the fellowship as great as it is, not hungry just for the music and the special music as wonderful as it is. Lord, I pray that you bring us together hungry for your truth, your doctrine, so that it will, it will transform our lives. Lord, I pray that you make that a reality. We thank you for this time. We thank you for leading us. And uh, just you be praised. And I just pray these things in your precious name. Amen.